count. So th this week in San Antonio, you're starting a brand new series called Better Together. And this is week one of that. If you're in San Antonio this weekend at City Hills, I'll kind of tiptoe into this series for you this weekend. In the next three weeks, we'll, we'll sort of dive deep into marriages and sex and dating and love and what the Bible says about all that. But I thought since I was here in Houston and it's love week, I thought we could all sort of just kind of get better together. Is that all right for everybody? Like, I thought I'd talk about your relationships. If you didn't know it was love week, by the way, it's love week for all of the dudes out there. It is Valentine's week. It's coming up. It's Thursday. You're welcome. We're kind of a full service church around here, and I just I want to help you stay married or get, get you know, like maybe just open up the door for you if you're single and, and ready to mingle. Come on. <laughs> like if this is kind of your thing. And, and I want you to make a plan for Valentine's Day. Don't go to H-E-B and get flowers. That is not a plan. It is not a plan for you to just run by Sam's on your way home and get whatever they get. By the time you get there, they got baby's breath and a funeral thing. I'm saying, and your girl's like, why, why did you bring me funeral flowers? And baby, that's what everybody's doing. Everybody's doing funeral flowers like this. No, you just waited till Valentine's Day. Go ahead and make a plan. Go ahead and make a plan for dinner. And, and if you're married and got kids, let me give you the, 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 the parameters. Let me give you the boundaries. Make, make dinner reservations somewhere that doesn't have chicken nuggets. Like wherever that is, like start making plans right now. You don't need to be in a chicken nugget place. They don't even need a kid's menu. Amen, everybody. Like, you need to find somewhere right because it's love week and it's Valentine's. And I really want to help you, no matter where you are, what sort of whatever relationship you're in. And this weekend's message is not just for married people. It's for single. Where's all the married people? Where you at? All the married people. Make some noise. Come on, Mary. Some of you had to ask, like, I don't know. What do we... Are, are we still? What I mean, we rode together, but I don't know. <laughs> I remember what you said in the cars. I don't know. I don't know where we are. All my single people, where you at this weekend? Come on, single people. Single people, keep your hands up. That way we can see what we're working with. Look around. See what you're working with there. Everybody, everybody needs this message for people who are dating or people, just church relationships. How many of you know church relationships can get weird sometimes and things can get crazy and Kids and parents, if you're a parent this weekend, you know that relationship can get crazy sometimes. Like I, in your connect group, in, in your job, how many of you have crazy people you work with? Raise your hands. I hope your boss isn't here. <laughs> crazy people you work with. And, and, and we just need help in all of our relationships. And, and I think every relationship can get better. Like I think every relationship can get I think your marriage can get better. Say amen to that. I think your relationship with, 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 your, with your spouse, with, with, the, with your children, with, on your job. I know you're thinking, you don't know that jerk I work for. Yeah, well, it can get better. It, it can get better. Everything, your, your relationship with your child can get better. Your relationship with your parents can get better. Every, every relationship. So, so I'm, not just, I'm not just singling out you know, the married folks this weekend or, or just because you're dating. And really, I don't want to change your, your, your relationships in one message. I don't think I can do that. I don't think I can change your relationship just in, in one sermon, but here's what I can do. What I, my, my prayer for you this weekend is that I can change how you look at your relationships. Because if I can change how you look at, if I can change your perspective, then everything in your life can get different. I'm already preaching better than you're amening. If I can change how, how you see, a matter of fact, write this down if you're taking notes. Everybody who goes to heaven takes notes. That's in the Old Testament. How you, it's not actually how you see a thing determines how you treat a thing. 
Let, let, let me say it. How you see something, the perspective you have about anything in your life determines how you treat that thing. Like when you rent a car, you don't see it as yours, so you drive it like you stole it. Because it ain't yours. Because how you see a thing determines how you treat a thing. How you see your relationships with the people that are closest to you determines how you treat them. And if you don't treat it, you can't treat something right that you see wrong. You can't treat a spouse, a coworker, a child. You can't treat a relationship right if you're seeing it wrong. So I want to help you this weekend see some things differently. I want to change your perspective about about relationships. When we talk about marriages and relationships and friendships, here's the operative word. Write this in your notes. It's not on the screen. But you got to see it as a partnership, everybody. This, is a, this, this relationship is a partnership because the decisions we make together in whatever this relationship is determine how good my life is or how bad my life is. How many of you know you've been in a relationship before that you made some bad decisions and you probably should not be in that relationship and your life, it paid for it. Come on, everybody. Like the, just the quality of your life. Everything, like the welfare of your life, the well-being of your entire life affects who you're, who you're in relationship with, the, the, the partnership for you have. And, and there's more to relationships than we give it credit for. For instance, when you get married, in marriage, when you say, I do, you're not just saying, I do, to the vows that you wrote. I know it was cute for you to write your own vows. That's so cute, by the way. As a pastor, I love when people do that. <laughs> you can't spell, but you're going, you're going, okay, you got a vow. Okay, all right, go ahead, do it. Okay, bro. Oh, that's good. You rhymed it all. Okay, that's sweet. Yeah, that's... When you said I do, you didn't, you didn't just say I do to your vows. You said I, I, I do pledge to buy property with you. I hope your credit's good. <laughs> I, I, do, I do pledge to live with you, hopefully. We waiting, you know, on that. I, I, do, I do pledge to wake up next to your stinking breath every single day. Every day, some of y'all need to put Altoids on the, on the nightstand just beside you. Like, it's just, it's a good morning kiss for everybody. Like, I do, I, 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 I do, I, I'm not just trusting your strengths, I do to your weaknesses. I, I, I do to the problems that you bring with you. I, I, I do to your decision making. I, I'm, I'm going to trust you in that. This is more than just I do to these vows. I'm putting my whole life in this partnership. Do you understand what I'm saying? Say amen. I'm, I'm putting everything in there. I'm, 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 listen, when you're by yourself, you can do anything by yourself. You know what I mean? Like, I think it's why people try to stay single as long as they can. Because you just like to do things your way. I like to eat cereal at midnight. That's the way I get down. And if I'm married, you're going to look at me all judgmentally because I'm knee deep in cookie crisp at midnight. And I don't need that kind of negativity in my life. I need, I need somebody. I just, I like doing it. What I like doing what I do. I like having my own way and doing my own thing. But when I'm in a relationship, when I have a partnership with somebody, then my decisions don't just affect me; they affect the person I'm in a relationship with. Do you understand what I'm telling you? Say amen to that. One of the most important things I can do as a pastor, listen to this, is to guide you through relationships and partnerships. And because God made relationships, this was God's idea, it's such a big piece of our life. The decisions that you make in a relationship, you ought not make without a lot of godly counsel. So 
We're going to go to God's word this weekend. We're going to say, tell us what, tell us what we're supposed to do. Because if you're not, you'll do this thing that, that everybody thinks is so cute. And you'll, you'll hear it on, on TV or, or you'll see it, you know, in a meme. And it really looks good in a meme, but it doesn't play out that well. Write this down. And it's this. It's follow your heart. You ever said that? You ever, there it is. You ever said follow your heart, everybody? You ever told somebody, well, I don't know what to do, bro. I don't know how to make this move. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Oh, bro. just follow your heart, man. Your heart will tell you. Oh, bro, just listen to your heart. How... I, what, I don't know what my heart, that's why I came to you. I don't know what to do. Yeah, just, oh, just follow your heart, bro. Just whatever your heart tells you to do. Listen, look into my eyes. Everybody, San Antonio, Houston, look at me. Do not follow your heart. Here's what the Bible says. Jeremiah says it like this, that the heart is deceitful above everything else you got. Above all things, and it's you can't even fix it. It's beyond cure. Who can try to understand the way your heart does? It's deceitful. Our heart can feel so strong about somebody that's wrong for you. You'll start trusting your heart and saying, well, but, but, but my heart says, yeah, yeah, yeah. But your heart is, is deceitful. It'll tell you stuff that aren't true. It'll blind you to some other stuff that you would normally see. Your heart's deceitful. You, you can't trust your heart. So what do we do? We got to go to God's word because I can trust that. Amen, everybody. I can trust God's plan. So I'm going to tell you a story from the Old Testament and, and maybe sort of just tiptoe into as we go into this love week. Uh, about about relationships and it's, it's the old testament book of ruth if you've been around the bible or christianity a long time uh, you, maybe you've heard this story before i'll give you some context uh, uh, the, the the beginnings of the book uh, there, are, there are two people that get married naomi and she marries a man named elimelech elimelech and and elimelech gets uh, uh sick but but before he dies they have two children uh, this is in your bible uh, one of them's named chilion and one of them's named Malon. <laughs> Let me stop right here and tell you. I'm confident that Malon lived in the basement and played video games. But Chilion was the first gangster ever recorded in the Bible. If your name is Chilion, you wear gold chains. You know you do. You know you're an OG if your name's Chilion. That's their first baby. And Chilion's a gangster. Malon stays at home. And Elimelech dies. And, and, and so now Naomi's got two boys to, to raise. And over the next 10 years, so her husband dies, they have two sons. Over the next 10 years, uh, the, the, the boys have gotten married to, to women, but the boys die. Chilion dies, Malon dies. Now Naomi, in the course of 10 years, listen, loses her husband and both of her children. And she's left with just her daughter-in-laws. Now, let me just pause here and say, can you imagine the only person in your world still alive is your mother-in-law? Come on, like, you know. And so Naomi has, she has this, she has this relationship with, with her daughter-in-law. They go to lunch and she just basically says, listen, we've lost, like we've lost all the men in our world. I've lost my husband. I've lost my two sons. You've lost your husband's. And I'm going back to where I come from. I'm going back to my people and, and, and my family in Bethlehem. And, and you can do whatever it is you want to. I would encourage you to go on back where you came from, though, and go, go back to your family. And, and one of the daughter-in-laws, her name was Orpah, not, not uh, Oprah, it's similar. Uh, Orpah does that. She's like, I'm gone. I can't, I can't stand you, not one more minute. I can't, like, 
I was only with you because of Chilion. I told Chilion I don't like you. I ain't trying to be with you now. Orpah goes home, but Ruth is, is the wife of the other son, and Ruth says something totally different. I want you to see it in your Bible. Ruth 1 says it like this. Ruth replied, don't ask me to leave you and turn back, because Naomi's really pressuring them to just go back where you came from. And, and, and Ruth said, listen, wherever you go, I'm going. And wherever you live, I'll live. Now, this is important. Underline this in your Bible. And your people will be my people. And your God will be my God. You, let me pause here and tell you, this is not part of the message, but you need people who, who believe like you, serve like you. They want to die where you die. You need people in your world that say, you can't get rid of me. It don't matter what, how bad things get, I'm with you and we're serving God together. Say amen to that. Wherever you die, I'll die, and there I'll be buried. And, and, then, and then she said, may the Lord punish me severely. This is the, she, actually, she got married to her mother-in-law. Listen, till death do us part. Don't, like, don't let anything uh, but death separate us. And, and Naomi saw that Ruth was determined to go with her, so, so she didn't say anything else. She said, okay, this is what I'm going to do. I guess I'll get, we'll go back. And they started the way back to Bethlehem. That's where Naomi's from. And Ruth's statement is so important. I want you to leave this here because I want you to see how important this is. This is so important because if you back up, this is verse 16. Just three verses beforehand, Naomi is blaming God for all of the problems in her life. She's angry and she's bitter and she's going to God going, I can't believe you took my husband. I can't believe you took my sons. This is so terrible. And she's dealing with, listen, she's got bitterness in her heart about the, the hand she's been dealt. And Ruth, look, look, is close to bitterness. She's in relationship with somebody who's bitter and angry, but Ruth doesn't let the bitterness get in them. I got to stop and tell you, you got to recognize the people in your life, the relationships that are bitter, and be able to separate that out before it infects you. Bitterness is a disease that's transferred usually over the air out of your mouth. And you got to be careful that it doesn't get on you. Come on, everybody. You know why I sound like I do right now? Because I'm all stopped up. You know why? Because in my church, they call them allergies. I didn't catch your allergies. I got the cold you had. This ain't allergies, bro. Quit hugging on me when you're all sneezy and whatnot like that. I'll catch it if you get close. And bitterness, if you're not careful, you'll catch it if you get close. It has a way of transferring. But Ruth guards her heart about that. Because here's the, I don't know any other way to say it. I know this sounds silly. You're going to have to write it down just like I said it. Here's the truth. You can't find bay when you're bitter. <laughs> uh, ask somebody on your row, what's that mean? What's bay mean? <laughs> Tell me what that means. You can't find who God wants you to be in relationship with when you're bitter. You, you, you can't find it. You, you can't healthfully move forward in your relationships and friendships and relationships at work when you've got bitterness locking up the wheels of progress in your life. Some of you have tried and tried and every relationship you've been in has failed. It's because bitterness has slowed you down along the way. You can't find who you're supposed to be in relationship with when you're bitter. And Ruth could not allow that bitterness to get in her. Say amen to that, everybody. 
Let me get back to the story. Ruth follows Naomi. She goes to her hometown of Bethlehem, that Bethlehem where Jesus is born, by the way. And Ruth gets a job working in a field. Shout out to all the single mamas and single ladies trying to hold it down. Come on, everybody. Like, I got, I'll get a job. I can do that. And, and, and she goes, she works in a field and she's working alongside, she, she starts gleaning behind the harvesters. So the harvesters go forward in this wheat field and she would come up behind them. Whatever they left behind, she would get. And she's picking the overflow that's in this field where everybody else had harvested over. This is all so important. I'm not just wasting your time. you got to get all this. She's working in the field of a man named Boaz. Boaz owns the field where Ruth is working. And one day she's working in the field and Boaz just happens to show up because it's his field. And he looks across and this is, this is in the message translation. He said, who that is? That's in the message. <laughs> who that is? Who, who, who is that? And, and, the, and the manager of the field replied and said, hey, this is a Moabite woman. She came back with Naomi, and, and she's been working in the field every day, and she says, I just want to glean like what's left behind. Like it doesn't really matter to me what you leave behind. I just, I just, and she works all day. She never takes a rest. All of this is important. Don't miss it. And so Boaz says, hey, 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 come here. Come here, girl. Come here. Come here. Hey, girl. How you doing? I, I, I want you to stay right here and take whatever you need. I, I want, if you get thirsty, I've told my men, you, you can drink what, what I bring them. I told them not to lay a hand on you. All the servants knows. And she bows her head down and she says, Boaz, why have I found favor with you? And Boaz said, because I've been told all about what you did for Naomi, your mother-in-law. Since your husband died, I know how you've been loyal to her, how you left everything you knew and came to work here before anybody else that you knew here. Here's the truth I want you to get in your spirit. The field represents the will of God in your life. The field that Ruth is working in represents the will of God, the provision of God in your life. And if you get in the right field, write this down, you'll run into the right blessing. If you'll get in and stay in the right field, you'll run right into the blessing God has for you. Because she's working in the right field, she runs into the right blessing to the right man. And, 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 and all these men are saying, but, but she's been in the field all day long. We can't get her to take a break at all. Look at me. Listen, if she had gotten out of the field just one time, she may have missed her appointment with Boaz. If you keep hopping in and out of the will of God for your life, you'll miss the relationship God's trying to bring into your life. If you keep going in and out of, I don't know if this is the right way. I don't know what I should do. I'm, I'm, I'm at church. I'm not in church. I, I don't know what to do. It, I, I, this is getting hard. I don't know how, well, what am I supposed to do? And you're praying for the right relationship and God is sending you Boaz. You just got to be in the field when he gets there. She stays in the will of God. Are you catching what I'm saying this weekend? She stays right there. You got to endure, listen to me. You got to endure walking in the will of God when walking in the will of God is hard. 
you got to endure walking in the will of God when it causes you pain. When you're not getting a return on your investment. Do not get fatigued while you're in the field. Don't get frustrated while you're in the field. Don't get disappointed while you're in the field. Don't let envy and attitudes and hypersensitivity get you out of the field before you run into the person you're supposed to run into while you're in the will of God in your in your life you got to stay where you are you got to get planted somewhere you, you, you got to just say this is God's will and God's going to bring the right relationship to me because I'm where I'm supposed to be and then Ruth says tell me Boaz why you're so interested in me like what what how did I catch your eye I, I'm, I'm not from here I don't look like everybody why, why am I so important and Boaz says listen it really wasn't what you were doing it was what I heard you did for Naomi. Your character preceded you. Let, let me help you. If you haven't found a mate yet, you don't need to be looking at tall, dark, and handsome because a lot of times short, dark, and handsome is all right. You, <laughs> you need to be looking for character because character is revealed in how you treat people that can't help you. They can't get you anywhere. He says, I've seen how loyal you were. Listen to me, I'm helping you. Loyalty is, is not proven when you don't have another option. The only time you know if somebody's loyal is when they have the choice not to be. Then you'll see how loyal they are. Who is around you? Who are the people in your life? Who are the, what, what kind of character do they have? Do you need to do a friendectomy? You know what that is? That's where you cut off people and go, you don't have what I need. You're not taking me to my destiny. You're not the right person for me. This isn't where I'm supposed to go. I'm going to be in this field, and this is what I'm supposed to do, and God's going to bring me the right relationships. Shout amen to that. God's going to bring the right relationship. Boaz realizes there's value on the inside of Ruth. And I like what I see. Listen, you know when somebody's a true friend and the right relationship, when, when they value what's valuable about you. You, you. you know you found the right relationship when they value what is valuable about you. So often I, I see people who try to prove their value to everybody. You know what I'm talking about? You got friends and relationships and coworkers and, 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 and you're trying to, man, I'm just trying to make this work and maybe he'll see and maybe she'll understand and maybe they'll like me. Look at my eyes. Don't force a fit. If you're in the field, God has somebody just for you. Say amen to that. So, so why don't they see what's good about me? Well, why, don't, why don't my friends, why, why don't the right spouse come along? What, what, what's wrong? What, what's wrong about, they don't see value in you. Listen, they only want to know what they can take from you, not add to you. Boaz didn't care what she was doing. He said, I've got something I want to do for you. And God's will in your life and every relationship is not to take from you. It's to always add to you. You ever met somebody that, what I call, write this in your notes, what I call relational vampires. You ever met a relational vampire? They just suck the life right out of you. Just suck the life right out. You get around them, you, you see them on your phone. You know what it is. You see, that number comes up and you're like, ah. Ah. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. And Brandy, my wife, she'll say, well, answer it. You got time. No, 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 you don't understand. It's not about time. I don't have any more life left. You don't know. 
It just sucks the life right out of me. Listen to me. Look at my eyes. Don't chase people to try to make them see your value. If they suck the life out of you, they're not who God put in your life for you. You need people who add value to you. Life-giving relationships who lift you and don't pull you down. Write this down. Never forget this. If you're a lady, write this in lipstick on your mirror. If you're a man, don't write in lipstick. That's weird. Get a bar of soap or something. Don't chase down what God's tried to chase away. Don't chase down. That's a word for somebody. Don't chase down what God's been chasing away. God's trying to clean up some of that stuff out of your life and you keep chasing it down, tackling it and bringing it back, hog tying it to stay with you. If God's chased them away from you, it's because they're not right for you. It's not the relationship you're supposed to be in. Stop chasing down what God's chasing away. If they're running away, you need a way by. Bye, Felicia. Bye. I got to stay in this field. I can't go get you, chase you down, try to bring you back. I got to stay right where God has put me. Say amen to that. Because if you force it, you'll begin to devalue the value in you and the value that God's placed on you. God has somebody with enough insight that can see the value that you have. And on this love week and in the, in the, in this weekend when you're thinking about love and Valentine's and come on in San Antonio, first week of this new series, Better Together. You're only going to be better together if you stay in the field and you know that you know that Boaz is coming. That God has a plan. Are, are there going to be years of hurt? Maybe 10 years. Naomi are there going to be people who leave yeah Orpah left are there going to be people who die along the way I don't know how or what it translates to your spirit but I do know they had to bury three men in their lives before God revealed the fourth that was the kinsman redeemer I don't know how that plays out in your life I just know this you can't go backwards come on Richie come play some sad music so they think I'm closing <laughs> that's real <laughs> don't go backward. Don't follow the crowd. Don't, don't lose yourself in this season when, when you're just in the field and you think, man, am I ever going to get the right job? Am I ever going to get friends around me? I'm new to town. I, we don't know anybody. I can't make relationships. It's so hard here. Maybe you're single looking for the right person. What, what am I going to do? How am I going to? Listen, you got to stay in the field. You got to stay planted. You got to stay rooted because purpose is on its way. Boaz is coming towards you. There's something that God has planned for you. Next levels are coming in your life. They're friends. The right people are coming in your life. The right spouse is coming for you. Don't go back to Moab thinking, well, I guess it's over with. I guess I'll never get together. Working in this field is hard. I'm never going to find the right person. I just, I'm, I'm unlovable. It's me. And it's not you. It's God's business to bring the right person. You, you are better together with the right person. The blessing that God has for you, look at me, is in the field. It's when you get planted. It's, it's why I love a life-giving church like City Hills and like Hope City. 
I love a church that gives you a chance to get planted. I, I love a church that gives you a, a, a place that you can, you can join the team. Or you can go through growth track and find a family that's yours. You can find a connect group that's your people. That people that do life with you and love you and are concerned about you. You can find your spouse. I always tell you, don't ever forget this. If you're looking for a spouse here, they got here early for load in. That's the people you need to marry. Come on, somebody. They got here. They're on the dream team. They're serving somewhere. They're giving their best. They're de- Your blessing is in the field. It's where you get planted. The Bible says it like this in Proverbs. It says that when they're planted in the house of the Lord, that they'll flourish in the courts of our God. And if you want relationships in your life to begin to flourish and grow, you're going to have to get planted. And I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, but, but pastor, my heart feels... My heart feels so strong about this. I just love them. They're just, look at this little, just little fuzzy, just fur ball. Look at him over there. I just love him. I just love her. I just, I just met her on Bumble, but I love her. I just, <laughs> keep looking straight ahead. My heart says, yeah, yeah, yeah. This weekend, if I could give you one big take home, it would be this. Don't trust your heart. Trust God. Don't trust your heart and what your heart says about relationships. Let's go to God and say, God, we need help. If you're married this weekend, we need help. My heart says it's broken. It's too far gone. It's over with. No, no, no. Don't trust what your heart says. Trust what God says about it. My heart says I'll never love again. When the divorce papers came, I just thought it was over. I thought, I thought I'd never find another. No, 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 don't, don't, don't trust your heart. Trust the God who can restore the years that the enemy stole from you. I, I, I just, I don't know, Pastor. My heart says that he's the right one, but he's never been to church. He's not a Christian. I don't know. Don't trust your heart. Trust God. Stay in the field where, where, where you're called to be. Keep your head down. Just keep doing what God called you to do. Listen, they can be in your heart but still wrong for you and not move your life forward. And this weekend, wherever you are, like whatever relationship you're thinking of right now, a marriage or dating or a relationship at work or with your kids or whatever it is, just know this. Listen, God has blessing waiting on you. You just have to stay faithful where you are. Just got to stay in the field. I've already been working on Boaz. You don't know it yet, but he's coming by today. He's going to see you. And everything's going to change. By the way, through you and your great, 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 great grandchild is going to be the Messiah. Wherewith the entire world will find salvation and hope. But you'll miss the blessing of being in the lineage of Jesus if you rush the process and leave the field too early. Just stay where you are. There's not just blessing coming to you. There's blessing coming through you. There's generational blessing I want to give you. You just got to give it to me and stay in the field. So with your head bowed all over the room in San Antonio and here in Houston, I want to ask you, I want to ask you if there's pain in your heart. If there's some stuff your heart's been telling you. It's love week. It's Valentine's week. 
you got relationships that are struggling and they're hurtful and there's pain there and there's, there's stuff you don't know how to get rid of, stuff you don't know how to do. I don't, I don't even know what to move forward on. I just know it hurts. Nobody's looking around any of our rooms. But if that's you, if you're just in a relationship, I really felt strong that the Holy Spirit told me that, that, that there's people this weekend who, would, who have real pain Nothing hurts like relationships hurt. Nothing hurts like having to put a smile on for church when, when things aren't right at home, when you're worried, when you're alone, when you're scared. And if that's you with nobody looking around at any of our rooms, would you just raise your hand and say, Pastor, that's me. It hurts. Relationships hurt. Come on, there's hands up everywhere. Relationships hurt. There are hands up everywhere. It, 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 I just I have pain and, and I need i got to get rid of that. Now, if that was you, if you raised your hand, or, or if you just, you didn't raise your hand because it hurts too bad to do that, or maybe they're sitting right beside you, but you know that you know. i got to give this to Jesus. Why don't you let me pray for you? Why don't you pray in your own way something that sounds like this? Jesus, we need you. I need you. My relationships need you. God, I can't go back to that office this weekend, I can't go back to that office Monday morning and face the same thing. You got to heal that. God, it's breaking my heart what's going on in my home with my kids, with my spouse. God, I feel so alone. I can't believe she left. I don't, I don't even know where they are. I haven't heard from him in months. God, I need healing. God, God right, in the, right in the middle of this love week, like when everybody else is talking about what's right, I can only see what's wrong and I need healing. And I give it to you. Come on, you got to say it some way. However it is you want to say it, I give it to you. I give it to you right now. This relationship, this hurt, this pain. I'll stay faithful. I'll stay in God's will. I'll do the thing you told me to do. I'll follow where I said I would follow. I'll go where I said I would go. I'll die where I said I would die. I'll stay in the field. I just, I need some healing. I need to know there's a blessing in this field on its way. I know nobody moving again. Maybe you've never given your heart to Jesus. Listen, the ultimate relationship is your relationship with Christ. And if you don't have that right, nothing else works. Nothing else works if you haven't given your heart to Jesus. If that relationship isn't right, no other relationship will ever be. If that's you in this room and you've never given your heart to the Lord, completely surrendered, or maybe it's been a long time, and you just think, I've walked away, I've done so much, there's so much hurt and pain and sin and stuff between me and the last time. This is your weekend. This is your weekend, and this is your prayer. Come on, I can't pray this for you, but I can pray it along with you. Everybody, both locations, pray this out loud. Dear Jesus, I'm a sinner, and I'm broken. I'm hurting. I'm in pain. I need you. Forgive me of my sins. Forgive me of my mistakes. I give you my past. All the brokenness. All the hurt. All the choices. Everything I did. Everything I said. Who I've become. I give it to you. Forgive me. Come on, tell him out loud. Forgive me. Save me. Cleanse me. I make you the Lord of my life. I give you every relationship in my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, let's give God praise, everybody.
Come on, give him the best. Oh, yeah.